Hey everybody, this is Fran Frischella and welcome to World of Basketball. As we head towards uh, 100 episodes, I think we're at number 92 today, we shrink the basketball globe for you and bring you interesting guests from around the world. Uh, NBA, college, you name it, FIBA. Today we got a very unique and special guest, Taylor Matern, who is a uh, self-professed basketball junkie, uh, Northern Jersey guy, and uh, Wake Forest graduate. He saw some great basketball while he was there in the early 2000s with uh, Dave Odom and Skip Prosser and CP3 and Josh Howard, some other great players. But he is one of the two screenwriters on the new Adam Sandler movie, Hustle. Now, I know we've been overdoing it, but uh, we love this movie. Uh, and it's also got a unique international flair, tons of cameos, as realistic a basketball movie as you will really ever see as far as the action, uh, the players, uh, obviously Anthony Edwards and Juancho Hernan Gomez do an amazing job in this movie. And uh, Taylor Matern today uh, is going to tell us, A, how do you write a movie script? B, how do you write one that is realistic as far as the basketball world goes? And he certainly has done that along with uh, Jeremiah uh, Zagar, great director, and uh, uh, the Spring Hill people. Uh, of course, that's the production company run by Maverick Carter and LeBron James. Happy Madison, which is Adam Sandler's uh, production company. Uh, it's just a great movie. Uh, it's a great script, and Taylor is going to join us shortly and uh, just talk about his love of the game, how this came about. You'll find some interesting nuggets out that uh, I didn't even know. Uh, and I actually made a cameo in the movie. And that was that they did not write this original movie with Adam Sandler as a uh, disgraced NBA scout in mind that, uh, you know, it came came together somewhat by happenstance. So, uh, you know, you enjoy this. Uh, you enjoy getting to know, you know, the inside of a, what I think is a great basketball movie, obviously. And uh, we'll bring him, bring him to you shortly. Uh, if you love what we're doing, please uh, continue to uh, rate and review us. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. As I said, we've recorded uh, over 90 now. Go back and listen to so many great conversations. Every week, somebody I run into in the basketball world compliments us on uh, what we're doing, the content we're bringing, and we're, we're enjoying the heck out of this. One of our... <clears throat> past podcast uh uh guys billy Barron uh and his team uh in the vtb which is the uh essentially the russian basketball league zenit uh they won the title and uh billy had a fabulous season uh a crazy time to be over there but uh want to congratulate billy on on his incredible year and uh, happy for him. Uh, USA Basketball's under-18 team, off to a great start. Uh, they're in the uh, 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 under-18 um, uh, America's Championship, coached by Tad Boyle, the coach of Colorado. They have a, a, an outstanding team, as they always do. Villanova's got uh, uh, two incoming freshmen, Mark Armstrong and Cam Whitmore, leading the way. Khalil Ware, who is heading to Oregon, big kid who I enjoyed watching play in the Nike Hoop Summit, also playing well. And uh, USA, the overwhelming favorite favorite uh, uh, to win the uh, FIBA America's uh, gold medal. And 
uh, down in Tijuana, Mexico. So uh, before we bring you Taylor Matern, my my cohort, Chris Tyler, has watched Hustle. Uh, he is a huge basketball fan, obviously. That's why we enjoy doing the show so much. Mr. Tyler, what did you think? Fran, it was just as good as I was expecting. If anyone has been listening to any episode that we've released in the last four weeks or so, they know how much I was looking forward to watching this movie because it seems to be tailor-made for you and I and for this show with so much focus on on international hoops and also three former World of Basketball guests appear on it, four if we include yourself, of course. Um, and so I was looking really, really forward to it, and it was it was phenomenal, friend. As you mentioned, the basketball in the movie is some of the best basketball that you'll see in any movie ever. But it's just it's it's every basketball lover's dream. It it really is the amount of cameos, the story, the basketball. And just the, the the certain moments, like I was watching it with my wife and I just love to be able to say, oh, that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so. And you, it's it's sort of giving you a peek behind the curtain of how everything works with international scouting and the combine and all that sort of thing. So it's, it's awesome, friends. So if anyone hasn't seen it yet, it's officially out on Netflix. So everyone should go out and see it. I'm sure at this stage, everyone has Netflix. I don't know anyone who doesn't. Go out and see the movie because if you're listening to this podcast, you are a fan of basketball in some capacity. It is worth two hours of your time without a doubt. I, I'm so excited to to finally be able to talk to Taylor about this movie. He gives us great insight into how the idea was conceived, how it grew throughout the years, how it turned into the movie that it is now. But uh, yeah, I'm glad we finally got here, friend. It was a long wait. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um the two of us, we've been looking forward to the uh, to the movie coming out, and uh, uh, I couldn't be I couldn't be more happy. Um, it's a uh, it's a blast, and um, yeah, glad you enjoyed it. With that, uh, tell him a turn. The one of the two screenwriters on a great movie, Hustle. We're going to bring him your way right now. Taylor, we're going to get into this, but welcome to World of Basketball. Thank you guys for having me. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of yours, friend, fan of the pod. So it's. Uh... This is what I do normally. So the, the, the chance to just talk hoops is, uh, you know, this is what my family doesn't want to do with me. So I'm glad to do it with you. We're, we're going to do it t- today. It's my, it's my daily life with a wife and two sons, you know, a coach's wife and two sons coaching. So this is all I know. But uh, you, get, you get 45 minutes with me to uh, we'll talk some hoops. So here's my first question. When did you first see the, the, the final cut of the movie? Okay, so... Uh, I'm a neurotic person just generally. Uh, and so they were asking me to see cuts uh, prior to it coming out. And I, so I have a seven year old son who's a big basketball nut. Uh, I've, I've uh, infected him with that love. Uh, and I sort of kept saying, well, if I don't have to do press prior to the move, prior to the premiere last week, I would love to just see it with the audience. So I saw it uh, Wednesday when everybody else saw it, which was stupid of me because the whole time I'm just doing the math in my head. Oh, they changed this or this, you know, whatever. Uh, but I but I enjoyed it uh, and I was glad to kind of just see it blindly. I mean, by the way, I, that script, that story had so many different iterations over the course of, you know, four or five years that I have seen this movie so many times in my head that uh, it was just amazing to see it come to life and to see what Adam did with it and uh you know, it's, it's surreal um, to watch yeah. that all play what, out. What, you know, like when my part came up at the, towards the end of the combine, it happened so flash in the pan. I can't wait to watch it again. Like my wife said, 
there you were, there you were. Like I go, oh yeah, okay. I remember doing it, but I didn't get the full effect. Did you get the full effect from all those iterations when it, you saw it on screen? No, uh, certainly not. Uh, yeah. Not even close. Uh, <laughs> I still am trying to kind of unpack it and remember what uh, you know what was and 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 what it's become and uh, and you know and I don't know that I'll be able to do that probably for a few more weeks now um, because we're just in the throes of things and you know and in this industry it's it's partially. They say, enjoy the moment, you know, and obviously the reviews have been really positive and people seem excited. So that's all great. But the other side of that is, well, what's next? You know, what are you going to do next? And how do you capitalize on this? So uh, I'm, I'm sort of in that wash uh, at the moment and, and enjoying it as best I can. Well, for guys like you, for Jeremiah Zager, I believe, right? Yes. Director, Adam, Queen Latifah. You guys, you guys work on something and you're long past the movie itself. You move on to the next the next oh, thing. yeah. I mean, right. I've been I think I handed in my last work, uh, my last draft for this prior to the pandemic. And the goal was to shoot it that spring. Right. So the fact that they got it made during the pandemic is just it's astounding to me. I mean, the sacrifices that they made and so much of that comes down to Adam because he just wanted to make the movie. Right. And you need that kind of silverback gorilla to make these things happen. Otherwise, you know, look, this was. Um, you know, most movies uh, do not ever get made. They never see the light of day. And, you know, for someone like me, you have to really um, separate yourself from that process and understand that, you know, when you hand a project in, uh, you know, the shade is drawn. Uh, and sometimes people can't let go. Uh, I've, I've sort of taught myself that it's just not worth my energy to, to try to play producer and, you know, pretend that I have any knowledge of, you know, whose schedule and, you know, and budgets and things that I, I just can't control. And therefore it's just not worth, uh, you know, so it, it stinks you, sometimes to not see things get made, but that's just the odds. Yeah. No, well, you're, you, I mean, you have a specific role that you like, a, it's like an all-star team. Sure. I mean, you, you were a, you know, you were an all-star in your role and everybody, like thing that impressed me when I was in Philly for the shooting of the combine was just the, uh, a, the energy and the, you know what, the kindness of the happy Madison people, like, they, oh, they're they, incredible. They were like, it was like, it emanated from Adam. Like I didn't know Adam Sandler before this. I, I loved wedding singer. I loved blended. I loved all the movies he did. And like, he was as kind as I expected. And they were as kind as I, I didn't expect because they were quote unquote Hollywood people, but like everybody was an expert in their role. That's what it's I love. It's funny that you say that. Cause I felt the same thing when I visited, which I think was maybe a week prior to you. I, I was there when Anthony Edwards came to shoot those scenes where, you know, he says Spain is whack. Uh, but uh, so I was there for that. And I, and I felt the same way. I mean, I knew the other producers who I'd worked with extensively for years, but Adam's group, I didn't know. Um, and it's just a reflection of him, right? These are his buddies and they have been his friends for, you know, 30 some years and they all are just so authentic. And yeah, you know, it just, it made you feel like you're showing up and it's a pain. It was a pain for someone like me to, to go there. Uh, and you know, because it's, you have to test three times and they fly you out and it's just like, well, I don't want to be a bother. And they were so welcoming. And, you know, and obviously Adam is, is Adam, but uh, it doesn't surprise you when you see who he surrounds himself by. You know, I had my own trailer. I swear. Oh man, yes. I didn't get that. I, I had my own trailer. It, they were so unbelievable to me. Um, and I got to tell you the genesis of my role, if you want to know. Sure. About three years ago, I was in Waco, Texas, doing a Baylor game. 
And it was during the day I was at the shoot around the practice before the game. And I get a phone call from Dan Patrick uh, from ESPN and NBC sports fame, the, the broadcaster. Sure. And he said, uh, Hey Fran, I need a favor. I got a friend, Adam Sandler. I go, yeah, of course I know Adam Sandler. He's making a movie about an international player. Like he's a, uh, he didn't tell me the whole script, but he said, sure. do you, could you recommend anybody that could play the role? And I said, yeah, Luka Doncic would be great. I know Bill Duffy, his agent, who, by the way, had a cameo in the movie. Yeah. And so uh, I called Bill and I said, Bill, listen, this, this, I, I've got a guy, Barry Bernardi. He called me, you know, Barry and I since have become good friends, one of the executive producers. And so Barry called me a few weeks later. He goes, hey, Luke is not going to be able to do it. And if you know Luke in the way we know him as fans now, he just wants to hang out, get fat yeah. during the summer. You know, it's we, a commitment. Yeah, it's a commitment. Anyway, so that's how I got in. And then as you guys were filming it, I was like, damn, they forgot about me. I gave him all this good advice. And last August, Barry called me and said, are you ready for your cameo? There you go. There and I was go. like, oh, my God, you know. So anyway, uh, I got to go to Philly. And now here's the funny thing. And this relates to you. They had a script for me. And um, and it was only a couple lines. And um uh, Bobby Ver Verdan, who is one of Adam's friends, he's a yeah. basketball, longtime friend of his growing up. He said to whoever was in charge of the script during the filming, Fran doesn't need a script. Just let him go. It's funny when you write that stuff, and I don't <laughs> even know what version of that it would have been. Cause I, you know, years ago, prior to Adam's involvement, uh, you know, I was at the combine uh, doing all that, you know, and obviously it's every year it's in Chicago and, you know, I'm again, I'm like you, uh, not to the same level at all, but I'm such a junkie about these things and the authenticity that it was so vital for me to be like, okay, if like my son, he, you know, he's seven years old. Right. But he, because of some of the friendships I've made, he gets to go play every Sunday with this, uh, trainer who, uh, named Olin Simplis, who's wonderful, who trains a lot of pros and a lot of guys, uh, preparing for the draft. And of course, he's on one side of the court, but he gets to watch these heroes on the other side. So it's awesome. But I, you know, as I'm writing these things, you're just kind of thinking to yourself, I just want guys like that to not call BS on me. Right. And then when you get into it, of course, you have to massage things because you can't make a movie for just people like us or, you know, unfortunately, not enough people are going to watch it. So, so much of that's about the luck of having Adam there and his love for basketball and figuring out a way to, to make it commercial enough. Uh, but also satisfy uh, those people that it does feel like we're really in it, that we understand it, that it's real. Um, and that, you know, you're almost using that kind of like spy, la carre uh, sort of vocabulary that you might not get everything, but it feels as authentic as it could possibly be. And I thought they shot the hell out of it, which was really rewarding. The basketball is as real as any basketball movie ever made, including Hoosiers, Blue Chips, you name it. And the cameos, and the realness of the story uh, is second to none. I don't know if it's going to be, if it's going to surpass Hoosiers. It may very well. But, you know, when we think of iconic movies like Remember the Titans. And, sure. Um, the the reality, the, if you're a basketball fan, uh, the people who are going to love this movie are movie fans who love Adam Sandler and love a great story. Basketball fans are going to go nuts because of how real the basketball is. And I'm I'm saying that as someone who's a, I'm a tough critic, yeah. but it's, it's amazing. But um, the reality of the, the scenes and the, the job Jeremiah did 
um, with the camera work is incredible. Yeah, no, it feels very intimate. You know, you're yeah. there and, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. I mean, that was, you know, the gestation of this um, was about the, you know, because to me, just, concept, just conceptually, and you can speak to this, right? I mean, you know, I grew up watching, uh, you know, again, it, was, it wasn't just the Big East every Tuesday night, you know, it was more like if I could watch Soul in the Hole about Booger Smith, you know, if I could watch, uh, if I could read The, the Last Shot by Darcy Fry. Oh, you know, yeah, you draw, that, you're that dropping some names that was totally, yeah. You know, it was going to Bob Hurley's camps at the Armory, you know, that was a world that was not, that was unfamiliar to me and it broadened my scope so much. But I have to say, you know, my son has these opportunities now, but I think it's a lot more normal because basketball has become so popular. There's such a sort of an industry in this culture, in this country around it. And one of the places that I was unfamiliar with was international basketball. And the idea of not uh, being scouted, uh, being somebody who's off the radar. To me, it was so important to actually buy into that because, you know, look, you spent so much of your career doing that job. And as you know, I mean, there's a lot of resources being funneled all over the globe to find the next thing. So if someone could slip through the cracks, you know, what is the likelihood of that? Uh, and to me, that's the wish fulfillment. No, that's, that was me, you know, when that's every middle school kid, that's every Juco kid, that's every 20 something guy that sometimes I'm like, you should probably let this go, but you won't because you're hoping for the day that someone sees you like, you know, Adam saw him in the movie. The, 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 I don't want, without giving the movie away, the scene, the scene in, I don't even say where it is. No, it's in Mallorca, right? Yeah, Mallorca, yeah. It's Mallorca, which is a beautiful place. Um, but the scene, the scene as, as he discovers Bo Cruz is just amazing. Yeah. And the re, the realness of it, I mean, it's a little obviously Hollywood embellishment with the crowd. It was a little Rucker Park hanging off the It was. The it was it, it, I'm telling you, it was unbelievable. Now, for you, for you and for our listeners, can I just do my part for 30 seconds? Oh, yeah, do you think? Because I, I wing this. I, I had to think about this on the fly because they said, don't worry about a script. So here we go. You ready? We've been watching Kermit Wilt since AAU days. We knew he was going to be an NBA player, but this Bo Cruz, I thought I knew every player on the planet. I never heard of this guy. And that's how it, that was it. Exactly. Jeremiah said, perfect. You know, like, I think I did a half a cut. It was a cut and a half. They said, all right, coach, just add this. And that was it. And I mean, think about that. I mean, you know, uh, better than anybody that the likelihood of somebody uh, truly slipping through the cracks for that yeah. long. I mean, that's it. It, it, it doesn't cool. happen. Uh, and, you know, there were, it, there were different, this was, we talked about different countries, you know, just to kind of justify that. But then ultimately it just came down to, you know, who's the actor, who's the player that could actually carry this, that we could believe in, that we can kind of take that leap of faith. Um, and, you know, I thought Lancho was unbelievable. I was going to ask you, I, I was going to ask you um, overall, I don't know that you could have found a more perfect, rugged, tough, handsome, athletic NBA guy to play this role. It was just perfect. No, I, I you're right. I mean, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, plus, you know, there's something nice about Wancho. You know, I love Luca. You know, obviously, it's my son's hero on every level. But, uh, you know, Luca brings a persona to him that you might not be able to kind of separate uh, when you're watching the movie, because he is such a superstar, you know, he's just, he's going to be a hall of famer undoubtedly. Right. Whereas with Wancho, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, if you're not a big fan or you don't follow the league closely, you may not be familiar with him. 
Uh, and I think that actually benefits the film in a lot of ways because you can, you can no buy into him, you know, he doesn't. He's totally real. Totally real. If you did not know who he was, in fact, there will, there will be movie fans who aren't basketball fans will say, wow, how did they get this actor to be so tall and so graceful? And yeah. And so, you know, so personable. Um, how much did you have to interact with the basketball act? You're a basketball junkie. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about going to Wake Forest. I'm going to ask you about Chris Paul and Josh Howard. Josh Howard, Howard. My, my, my buddy. Yeah. How much did you interact with either Adam and his people or the basketball? Like, uh, who's our guy, Mike, who's the expert? Yes. On- uh, Mike, uh, I'm blanking Mike- on Mike's last name. Who's phenomenal. Fisher? Fisher? Uh, What's Mike, that? Fisher, Mike Fisher. Mike Fisher. Like Mike Fisher's done Remember the Titans and yeah. Dell Demps was involved with some you know expertise as a former player and coach. How much did as a writer you have to involve yourself with quote unquote experts to make make the I mean I wrote it uh with the intention because so to back up, you know, when I when I originally wrote the draft, there was one producer on board, uh Zach Roth and Joe Roth, their company, right? That was it. Um, and then ultimately I was, I told him, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to write this as if I was 13 year old me reading slam magazine, right? That that's going to be the tone of this because otherwise people are going to call BS and, you know, we're just not going to be able to you know, uh, attract the people that we want to give this, um, you know, that, uh, that authenticity. And so I wrote those scenes very much in that language with that cadence of like, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about. That's when LeBron came on board. I think that's probably why, because they could recognize like, okay, this doesn't, you know, feel like it's just a screenwriter trying to write for Hollywood or trying to write for basketball. Um, But then when you get to the technical side of actually shooting it, and I'm dealing with this, some other movies, it's all, you know, it's all gets tossed out of the window. You know, the idea emotionally of where you want that character to land and certainly some of the, you know, things that I would describe, you know, in, in terms of like what move they're making or whatever, but I'm describing it in terms that you would recognize, Fran, because, you know, you'll sit there on Dykeman and you'll listen to kids, you know, use these terms or whatever, these phrases. But, you know, for people who are reading it, it's like, what the hell does this even mean? You know, like we have to unpack that and then we have to choreograph it. And, you know, there are certain things I'm describing that they, they can't even uh, pull off because there's either not an interesting way of shooting it or sometimes it's like you, you you know, it's locations don't exist that you need to exist. So uh, it was more about ensuring that, uh, you know, it's not just a guy doing a 360 dunk or something because, you know, a lot of it was leaning into Wancho being somebody who like could actually defend, you know, yeah. because we know yeah. that that actually can get you on the court. You're going to hit a three and you can defend a little bit. Okay. Again, you know that. And I know that most people don't care, but I needed to, I needed that for myself, right. you know, to look myself you, in the you, mirror. You would have felt bad if it wasn't a realistic depiction of a, I would have, it would have horrified me. Uh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> if this were another movie and it weren't basketball, I, yeah. I would have been, I, I would have been okay. But uh, you can, you know, any producer you ask about that, they're, they're going to tell you that um, if I ever had an issue uh, during production or, or talking to the executives, it was always because we, it was Taylor, we need you to pull it down, you know, bring it a little bit back to baseline because, you know, you can't make references to people that like no one has ever heard of, you know, right. such right. like Booger Smith and, and the like, you know, you guys drop who, it down. let me tell you something that they're, they're going to be basketball fans listening to this podcast. They're going to be really impressed. You drop Dykeman and, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, that's, look, I was at the Drew League this past weekend because that's where my son likes to go every single week. You know, it's just yeah. like that's 
I do that for fun for no other reason. Uh, and thank God my son likes it because otherwise I'd be doing it by myself. And you know, that's just, just, just depressing. Took, I just took my wife to Venice beach to the, to the courts just to show her. Yeah, yeah, I know. So those guys out there, they were all at the premiere, the guys who run yeah. the league out there. I, I was, I was with us. In fact, I sat, sat near some of those guys. So was, yeah, good guys. You know, it cool. it's, it's yeah. a really, you know, I just, that's the thing. Basketball as a, as a sport, you know, to attain the heights that the players get to, that's one thing. But as a culture, uh, I think what it um, exposes you to is um, profoundly important, you know, and as much as my son wants to be, you know, well, now he says Michael Jordan, because I'm, I'm slowly starting to, you know, sneak that in there since he doesn't get it yet. Uh, but uh, he'll say, I want to be Michael Jordan. I go, that's great. You know, we'll, we'll figure that out when you get to middle school. But to be around guys, the coaches that he gets to work with and just have them as mentors and to be exposed to kids from other places and other, you know, neighborhoods and what have you. I mean, that, that's the stuff that carries you on for life, you know, and that I think is a big reason why I got to do this movie. Uh, yeah, Cause if it were just, you know, Taylor who went to grew up in Jersey in the suburbs, you know, yeah. like, eh, what is that? I, I don't know what that is. So let me ask you this before I still want to go back to the beginning and your background, but you have done work with spring Hill and Maverick Carter and LeBron and, how did that, at least from your point of view, that symbiotic relationship develop with Happy Madison and Adam wanting to do a basketball movie and your involvement? So, um, funny enough, uh, the first draft of Hustle, uh, which was 18, 19, somewhere around there, when Spring Hill came on as producers officially, um, that was when they called me because they were working on uh, one of the 2K games. And they needed somebody to come in and do like a quick like rewrite on some stuff. And, you know, they had just gotten to know me. And I said, sure. And then they did the whole game the next year. And they said, hey, will you come back and write the whole game? And of course, it's like a choose your adventure thing. I was like, I don't even know what the hell this is. And they're like, you got six weeks to shoot it. Uh, and then of course they go get Idris Elba and Rosario Dawson and all these crazy people to be in a movie that lives inside a video game, which was just so surreal to me, uh, the whole thing. But that was... Um, you know, but, but, but hustle actually was what forged that relationship. It just shows you how long, uh, you know, it takes to, to actually get these movies made. Um, and, you know, I was on the phone with them yesterday talking about something new because, uh, you know, in this industry, it's like anything else, right? There's, there's a lot of good people, but, you know, once you build that trust with people and, um, you know, you feel like they're going to be honest with you because in our industry, look, there's, you know, I've been on, other writers come on, directors come on, movies don't get made. I mean, there's a lot of, um, unfortunately, failure uh, that comes along in the process. And so to have uh, people that you trust, um, that you believe in, um, you know, it, it's vital, as with anything in life. But uh, so, so I love those guys. I think they're phenomenal. How do you work with another writer? I mean, how do you create a movie script with, a, with another writer who handles different parts? You just honestly uh, give them their space. Um, I think that's important. I, I, I think it's, again, it's, it's sort of like when you hand over the script to the producer, you kind of have to feel good about the work that you did and not necessarily question what someone else is going to do. I mean, obviously we have different strengths, different visions. I mean, you know, my drafts for, uh, for Hustle, you know, they were very much not Philadelphia centric. I mean, that was very much Jeremiah coming in and putting his stamp on the movie with, the, with Will Fetters. Um, and I think that, you know, that added a great deal to it. Um, so, you know, the story, the scope of the movie was obviously, you know, still what it is today. But, you know, that that gave it um, more of that NBA sheen that I think uh, everybody wanted and, and probably added to some of the commercial elements of the film. Uh, and so I think that, you know, again, that's 
I got a phone call and, and they were telling me about it. And I said, you know, that's, that's awesome. You know, like I, ultimately you, you just, like you said, you want to be the seventh, eighth man and just hope that you can get this thing over the hill. Uh, you're on an all-star team. You, you were on an all-star team. Basically. Yeah, that's the goal. You know, yeah. uh, you're not going to get that much playing time. And uh, <laughs> I get these are the rare occasions that people will ever talk to you about what your journey is or what your role yeah. was in that uh, <laughs> scenario. But that's not why I'm in it. You know, I, I would always tell them, like, you can take my name off this. I don't care. I just, you know, I want to see it come to life because I really admire those guys. Um, and again, like after I hand the script in, you know, I usually am paid by then or I've been paid, you know, handsomely for the work that I've done. A lot of times the, the producers, the people who have been toiling uh, with you in the foxhole, you know, if the movie doesn't get made, they don't get paid. Right. And so they're incentivized to to really work and, and push it. And so um, you know, you, you really feel that at times because before Adam came on, you know, it, it, uh, you never knew. You never knew yeah. if the movie was going to go. It, it's just, it's so I got to ask you, was this movie in, this was a pre-Adam, like I, I would have thought Adam basketball. No, jumper. this was pre-Adam. It, it was a spec script that we sold um, oh, man. initially to a different studio. Uh, and then, um, you know, we just, then Adam... You know, again, then Adam showed interest and obviously he's at Netflix. And so it was yeah. we were able to push it over there. But Adam was not a part of this in the very beginning. Um, so you this wrote was, this with the idea you were going to find a character. I mean, I was club. channeling like, uh, you know, in my head, of course, I'm channeling like, you know, who is the guy who grew up in Bayonne, New Jersey? You know, like right. who is right. he as a scout? You know, so in yeah. my mind, it's some weird version of uh, of one of the Hurleys or something. Yeah, um, yeah. And so uh, that, that was in my head. And then I think Adam, thankfully, brings a lot more heart um, and sort of emotional depth and, and obviously humor to the yes. role, which yeah. uh, oh, which man. I think benefited the movie tremendously because, you know, I was there was versions of it where, you know, it's a it's a heart. It's a it's a cutthroat industry. And, um, you know, to, to achieve those dreams, you know, and we're, when you're a, in, in early versions, he was very yeah. much a washed out scout. Yeah. Uh, and when yeah. you're that person and you're at the fringes of <laughs> leagues in Iran trying to yes. make your way back to New Jersey, make your way back to the league, yeah. you're willing to do a lot. Um, and not all of those decisions are, uh, are necessarily uh, in good faith. When you found out that Adam Sandler was going to play the role, was, does, a, does a writer just get ecstatic? Like, oh, my God, we, it's like getting LeBron or, you know, KD to... Yeah, of course, of, of course, because yeah. um, especially <laughs> now in our industry, there's it's so rare. I mean, there are just certain people, directors and certain actors, right, that get a movie made. Uh, and there are not a lot of them. And I've worked with a lot of them. And even uh, and a lot of times it just becomes like, well, yeah, they love your movie. They're signed on to your movie, but they've got four other movies that are in front of your movie. Uh, and, you know, over the course of those two years, they get divorced, their lives change. They don't, you know, like whatever thing, things change. And, you know, sometimes those movies die. So to have uh, Adam come on and to have them say, you know, and at first it's like, well, this, it, you know, does he really want to make it? What does this mean? Are we just setting it up at Netflix and hoping that, you know, things will, you know, maybe get to the uh, starting line. And they said, no, he wants to make it in March. And then you go, oh my God, this is actually real. You know, so that is, um, that's what you pray for because oftentimes it's, You've got uh, you've got your director. On, I mean, I have this with other movies now. You've got your director on board. You've got a big star on board, and then it's this hope that well, this guy finishes this movie at this date, and this guy can start this movie. But if those things don't come together, then it all falls apart. And 
picking up those pieces again, uh, again, it's not my forte, but yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's uh, hard to, uh, to get them back off the floor. I, I told you I didn't do a ton of preparation for this interview, but I got 10 million questions. You know what I mean? I, oh. I honestly, I, I, I but you, this, this is so fascinating. Did you, the cameos in the movie make it even more realistic than, you know what I mean? The cameos are unbelievable. The NBA sure. players, did you write the cameos in or is it a combination of Adam knowing these people and saying, we're going to have this guy? There in the were, movie? Yeah, there were definitely cameos uh, in the original uh, drafts always, not to the degree that they are in the film. Uh, certainly not. Only because if you were to read that on the page, I think it would have seemed surreal, like almost, you know, they would have been like, well, this is ridiculous. You know, we're not going to go chase these people. So that that ends up being a relationship thing where, you know, how can you make this feel as authentic and who's really willing to do this? And, and so much of that is, is Adam and obviously LeBron and their connections and clutch and all the rest of it. So they were able to bring that. But that was something that I was adamant about. Uh, I mean, I used to do the same thing when I worked with Spring Hill on 2K, where, you know, you had to do these kind of like... Um, almost product placement sort of like ads within it. And I'm like, well, if we're going to have to do a Jordan ad, like I don't want to do it with some guy named Jeremy. who's like, you know, means like, why don't we go get one of the athletes? And so that was always a part of it was to try to put the audience, you know, and introduce these personalities that, that, you know, again, you're not asking them to do a ton of acting, but you're giving them material that speaks to what they already understand. It speaks to who they are. So you would write it and then know, just like you, Fran, you know, I'd hand a actor something for 2K, you know, Kemba Walker or something. And I go, I don't care. This is generally, generally what you're supposed to hit. Right. Do it however Kemba wants to do it, you yeah. know, and, and, yeah. and they always do a great job. You know, those guys are, yeah. this is their life. And all yeah. I do is try to. Uh, yeah, they're used to being in front of a microphone. No, oh, yeah, they're phenomenal. Yeah, they really are. They, That's why they, when they talk about themselves. Yeah. And I, 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 when they finally said to me, don't worry about the script, just go. I was like, all right, I've done this before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, so, and anything you say is going to sound better than how I would write it. How Will would write it, you know, right. because it's organic to who you are and to your own yeah, experiences. Yeah. So sometimes it's just giving those guys enough that they can look at and then riff on. Who was the most random? Was there a random cameo that you like? I can't believe we got this guy to do this or. I mean, well, there's a lot in that. No, Jimmy Goldstein. So many. Jimmy Who's Goldstein. That? Jimmy Goldstein. By oh, man. Uh, he was at the premiere. I saw him at the premiere. Yes. Jimmy yeah. Goldstein on multiple <laughs> levels because. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me explain. Jimmy Goldstein. If you're a basketball fan, you're listening to the podcast, you've seen him a million times, usually at Laker games, maybe Clipper games. He's an older gentleman, white hair with a kind of a I don't even know if it's a cowboy hat. It's like a sombrero. Yeah. Um, crazy jeans, boots. And, and he's everywhere in the NBA. He's good. He goes back to magic and the showtime. Exactly. Exactly. And he's in the movie. Yeah. He's in the movie. So he's in it. And it made me laugh because <laughs> I forget, I mean, you know, when I was writing the, obviously the, the combine is in Chicago every year. And I feel like it was in New York in the movie, probably for shooting purposes. And then they go play at Cardinal Hayes. I'm, I'm assuming because of Kenny, uh, you know, I imagine that was a Kenny call. Uh, and so Jimmy Goldstein's at Cardinal Hayes watching a, a private run, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this is, uh, this is like in my, you know, That's strange basketball mind, bro. I'm going, yeah. what the hell is Jimmy Goldstein doing in Cardinal Hayes in the Bronx right now? Uh, so that would that one cracked me up. That that's the stuff that you know. Again, you'll hit and I'll hit, but uh, for the you know, most people are going, who's that random guy that yeah. you know, almost got hit by yeah. the ball? Uh, so I, some, I love that. 
And there's some great dialogue, man. I, I won't give it away, but when Mark Jet when when Bo's playing well and Mark Jackson says something to Stanley, like uh, yeah. you're a proud papa, we have said that a million times when you've signed a good player. Sure. And you go like, you know, he's like a proud papa over there because, you know, because his high school recruits playing great. But the cameo, the cameos are just um, outrageously good. I don't I know the reviews have been good and we're going to find out here in the next few weeks. But gosh, darn it. I think it's going to be one of the best. It might be the best basketball movie. Hate to say of all time because of how iconic Hoosiers is. Sure. But I think it's going to be in that realm. Uh I really I hope, you know, I mean, I think uh, Adam's so phenomenal, just um, just as I, I think as uh, aside from this film, um, you know, I just think generally audiences are so willing to go there with Adam. Uh, you know, it's such a trust and a connection with the audience that I think it pays tremendous dividends uh, in our film. So we're, you know, I, I think about this movie with him not in it and how different it would be. Um, and that doesn't mean that, you know, some other A-list actor wouldn't have done a phenomenal job. But, you know, I think Adam's, um, you know, just who he is and, and the emotions that, he, that he's able to draw on are just you just believe him as that guy struggling to do this. You know, and that's Not hard to buy into. With, yeah. And when he's in those hotel rooms and schlepping through the airports, um, guys like me who have lived that life, it's like that's real, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and are you going to buy that as much with, you know, Ben Affleck, who I love, you know, but of course, like, of course, it's just I, I a different, I he carries it so well. I agree. And, and, and you know what, for those of us who love basketball and are in the business, we know what a fan Adam is of the sport and what a junkie he is. So it, it just, I think it almost makes it exponentially better. Yeah. He's the main character. That's the best way I put it. Ben Affleck, he'd probably be amazing. But, be, but the fact that we we see Adam in daily life in a pair of basketball shorts and a T-shirt playing pickup, it just all fits together. So I know. It, it pissed me off because I saw him at the after party. And, of course, my <laughs> wife and my agent are like, what are you going to wear? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll wear some jeans and maybe a nice yeah. shirt. And they're like, you're wearing a suit. You're the writer. And then I see Adam. He's like, look at you. And I was like, oh. I See, I learned because I, I wore I wore a blazer, but I wore jeans and uh, my Nike blazers. I wore a pair of Nike. Uh, see, blazers. I, I didn't get any of that. I got yeah. the uh, you know, no one no one knows who you are, so don't pretend like they do. Uh, uh, good, good advice, actually. No, it is. It is. And for, for guys like you and I who just kind of like, you know, hey, by the way, the, uh, did you pop up at any point during the movie? In the movie? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I would never. I'm well, sure. I mean, why not? I mean, I I, I'm sure. Uh, it's funny. Okay. I know a, uh, a friend of <laughs> you, mine. Um, you could have played Bo You could have played Bobby Myers, the GM of the Warriors. I mean, I, I, I mean no one's I, don't, I can't act. I, I should have. I was there with Jay Wright, who I, who I love. He's the best. I, love, I remember that. Uh, yeah. I, I could have slipped in, uh, you know, maybe talking to him. But no one wanted, you know, no one. No one needs to see Meta Meta writer on the screen. You could have been classic young hip NBA GM. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, that's still the dream. Yeah. You, yeah. I had a really good friend who worked at Nike. Um, he might have left by this point, but you know, I had I had had a job working at a production company. And I, I the company had folded. Hustle was still you know sort of end end of drafts hadn't sold it yet. And it was like that Seinfeld episode where George is trying to figure out, you know, like, I, maybe I should go work for the Yankees. I could be a G. I was that guy sitting with my friend. Like, you think you can get me like an internship with the Clippers? Like, I think I could do it. And we still laugh about it to this day because, you know, honestly, I, I still send him texts. And I'm like, I'm not like I'm, I'm not turning that off. If I could somehow I mean, that's how much I do like 
love this game. And, and, and especially now that I think um, it's for better or worse in some respects, it's so popular. It's become such a uh, phenomenon, a phenomenon just in terms of story and the stories that it generates, which oftentimes supersede what's going on in the court, uh, which can be uh, troubling for me because I, I do feel like, you know, the college game and, and things like that, you know, it, it, oftentimes it's about that noise that you're hearing. Uh, I can hear, I can, I can see, I can see and hear another iteration of blue chips coming with the NIL and you being. I, I, I hope it's still, I hope college is uh, still. Uh, I, hope has, we, uh, I hope we still have March Madness. By the time your son's ready to play uh, at Villanova, I hope. He, <laughs> I, I, I'd have to send him to wake. I think, I think I'd have to send him to wake. Well, Coach, wake. Steve, Forbes, Steve Forbes is still there. That's my guy, man. He, he, he brought uh, us back from the depths. Listen, he's a good friend, and I'm going to tell him. I'm going to make sure he knows about this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, tell him because you know, for ten years, you know, for better or worse, we we were in we were in some dark spots, and and I just love that guy because at a school like Wake, that is, you know, it's small. It kind of feels like a little country club elitist. I get all that, and then you got Steve Forbes, and I think he really helps to kind of make it feel like, all right, let's come here and like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna he's go a eat. Blue he's a blue collar guy. Yeah. At a, like and you knowing your background, you know Northern Jersey prep school. Oh yeah, that was a mistake, friend. Huh? Let me get you. Uh, I was and by the way, for that. in two thousand seven, you wrote a novel about prep schools. Yeah, that was me uh, trying to get uh, some of the emotions out of my system. There had and also I was working as an insurance. I was selling insurance to restaurants in Atlanta. So oh my uh, that was another thing that I was. Uh, I don't think my life would have gone so well had I stuck with that. So. You know, Maybe. we do desperate things uh, in those <laughs> scenarios, right? And now, now you're going to have a runaway movie bonanza coming up. But when you go to Wake Forest, were you a basketball? You, did you go to every game? At oh, yeah, yeah. Home? So, I mean, look, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> like I said, I mean, I, I, I was, I was at five star, you know, yeah. every summer, probably with wow. you yelling at me uh, and that yeah. stupid you know, thing they wake you, that guy would wake, uh, what's his name again? He'd wake you up with the horn. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, I think you said to Chris Tyler, my producer, that was that the year 99 I spoke at Five Star? Yeah, so I would have been there. I, uh, five, the St. John's fired me unceremoniously. They've never, by the way, they've never been the same. I just know, I want you to know that. They we haven't have, been the same. They haven't. They haven't. Back-to-back -back top five recruiting classes, Ron Artest, yeah, Eric Barkley, Anthony Glover, guys, you know. And I wanted Tariq. I kept waiting for Tariq Turner. Hey. He was my guy. I kept being like, Tariq, his is Tariq going to be This is his year. I'm going to give you a little nugget. He hated me for a long time because I yelled at him a lot. But he had a great senior year. We're okay now. We're cool. He's doing Fox. We we made amends. But Felipe and Zendon Hamilton, my guys, um, doing great. They are, you know, we stay in touch. But uh, I remember that summer I spoke at Five Star. But when you went to Wake, Chris Paul, Josh Howard, what year was Yeah, that? so uh, Josh was, uh, he might have been a year older than me. So, I mean, I was lucky, right? So I got there. I went there late. I decided to go there late. So I was roomed. And this is a school of, you know, at the time, 4,000 kids, right? But playing D1 athletics. So, you know, there was no real way to, to you know, you'd see these guys. You know, they weren't uh, superheroes like at uh, Kentucky or UNC where they kind of lived in their own world. And I lived with a running back on our football team. So it was in my room every day, like this kind of like athletic crew. Uh, and that's how I got to know. Um, I mean, we weren't like good buddies, but Josh was like the nicest guy ever. And so I got to know him over the years and he was so soft-spoken. He was a local kid. Uh, and then Skip came on uh, and Skip, obviously, um, you know, Dave Odom was a great coach, but we needed that, you know, kind of shot in the arm. 
Uh, Skip was phenomenal. He reminds me of Steve Forbes just in his energy. And, you know, he, he kept it very real. And I think it was good for you connected with the fans in a very authentic way. Well, listen, I got a guy for you. If, if, if He would have been a great Bo Cruz. Were you at school with Rafael Vitoretta? From Spain? Raph was a little bit older than I am. Yeah. But yeah, I think Raph was, was there. No, Raph would have, yeah, Raph would have been. He would have been a couple years. NIT? Was Raph on that NIT team? He was. I think he was a couple years older than you. I recruited him at St. John's because of my Spain connections. I had a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. I had a kid from Spain on my team in Manhattan, and Raph visited uh, St. John's. He chose Wake, unfortunately, because it was another way before you, Ricardo Peral played yeah. it. Ricky, Ricky Peral, sure. I knew all those guys. Raf, anyway, Raf would have been Bo Cruz 25 years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Peral was there with Duncan, right? When he was. That, that yeah, similar Ricky time Peral frame. Dun- yeah. So yeah. you got it. And then, and then Chris was playing down the street. So I saw Chris play in high school. Uh, he, he's uh, with something else, man. You would have never guessed, though, because, you know, you've got the same size, maybe an inch too shorter than he is now. And so I'd always be like, oh, yeah, he'll be a nice point. And I mean, yeah. my God, you know, some guys yeah. are just wired differently, right? The rest is history, man. Well, Wake yeah. Forest, Jersey, Wake Forest, now Hollywood. Hey, Taylor, we cannot thank you enough. The movie is a, a bond. It's going to be unbelievable. You had a great part in this. And uh, I learned a lot about screenwriting today. Oh, good. I, I hope I could, uh, could yeah. help a little bit. This was phenomenal, yeah. friend. I can't thank you enough, man. And, and, and job well done. Uh, yeah. Guys well, like you, this movie wouldn't exist, right? No, 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 no. We got, we got a lot of, we got a lot of, you know, there's a lot of great people that worked on this, you know, but between me and Adam and Queen, Queen and Kenny, we, you know, we're, I'm, I'm thrilled. You, know? <laughs> you should be. You should be. Take a bow. Take no, a bow. No. Uh, again, the cameos were unbelievable. The story's great. And uh, we both, you and I both hope that it's a blockbuster. So thanks. thanks I for do. Coming. I do. It's, it's great to see it out there. And, uh, and thanks again for, uh, for helping out and all the support. Many thanks to uh, Taylor Matern, who is a uh, rising Hollywood star when it comes to writing. Uh, been involved with uh, lots of good uh, things, including uh, some work with uh, uh, Maverick Carter and LeBron James out in Hollywood. And of course, his input on this great script, uh, we gave you great insight and we, we thank him so much. Again, if you like what we're doing, please subscribe to World of Basketball wherever you get your podcasts. You can pretty much get it anywhere uh, uh, and uh, download it so you can get all of the previous episodes and all the upcoming episodes that we have uh, going into the summer. And uh, pretty soon will be another basketball season ready to go. Remember, the NBA Finals going strong. Um it should be a lot of fun. NBA drafts coming up. We'll do something on that. And here in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure uh, I'm still involved with three on three basketball, three X three FIBA. We've picked our team. We're heading over to France at the end of uh, June to participate in the FIBA three X three world tour. Um, I'm excited about that. And uh, it doesn't matter where I am. I could be in France. I could be in uh, uh, Novi Sad, uh, Serbia, I could be in Chicago, Illinois, Colorado Springs. No matter where I am, you know that next week I will bring you to another place in my world of basketball. World of Basketball is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Chris Tyler. Sound designed by Robert Moore. A special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen.
Sirius XM Podcasts.